You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So this is Fine-Tune Aloha Hilchos, the night of the Seder. We've been talking about how the Haggadah, Haggadah needs to uh, play itself out. We talked about the perfect Haggadah of a child who is not in a state of knowledge that is turning to his parent. And it should be a boy, preferably. Those things usually don't work out, as we said last night. Um, many times, uh, as we said, the the child already knows a lot. And perhaps the father doesn't feel he can tell the child anything. Now, I mentioned last night coming from school armed with a lot of knowledge. I guess if you try hard enough, you'll be able to uh, tell him things he doesn't know. But let's say the child is already an adult. If the child's already an adult, we talked last night about zeroing in on the grandchild. But perhaps... If you have a situation of a father, a grandfather, and the grandson, and they're all together at the Seder, and the son knows considerably more than the father, the son has gone to yeshiva, the son has studied the midrashim, the son has ideas and ashkofa about the purpose of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. The son understands every word of the Gada and has so many beautiful mafarshim. In such a situation, it would seem that the that the that the that the father becomes like the son. There's things that this child can teach his father. Rav Mordechai Liu put it very nicely. Rav Harari quotes him. Mordechai Liu that there's and that's that perfect scenario. But a lot of times we don't have that. But we have and that would be if they would be equal. But if the, if the, if, if the son knows so much about this in ways that the father never, the grandfather never thought about. So now this grandfather becomes like the son. Uh, Rabbi Kivalevich? Yes. Uh, I would like to, I, I don't know, I'm not, um, I, I understand that, that, that we can, uh, we, it can be a very um, uh, mutually enriching experience and so forth, but I think it it really is a responsibility of a father, whoever is leading the seder, is figure out whatever uh, that he can tell. You know, everybody has their unique experiences in life. It might not be um, before Shem or something really deep on, on uh, 
that the son might know, but it might be examples from life because uh, okay. it's the time we're talking about human freedom. It can be really brought in many different ways. I so hear that, he should still be the head of the. Uh, just this uh, this son can reply with the depth of the knowledge. I think that you have to keep the structure there anyway. I hear that's, what you're saying, what... Dr. Kogan. It's it's definitely I respect that, and I think there's a a beauty to it. Um, clearly, you you need to tread um, carefully because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Of course, and and, and you are, but you know, uh, uh, there's definitely life experience that the grandfather could say that the son, for all his learning. Is ignorant yes. of. Well, that's an example. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the grandfather can really know what it like. Is when you were mentioning, for example, last night about what does it mean to be deprived of rights? What does oh, it mean? Right. Right. But on the other hand, the story that we have to tell is the story that was in the Torah, and the story that was in the Torah has a specific aspect to it, and that is what, how it proceeded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, okay. and, uh, let me show you, for example, the words of the Rambam in this case. Okay. The Rambam says, he says that obviously it depends who you're dealing with. If you, 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 a man has a child, you need to teach according to the level of the child. So the Rambam says if the child is young or is mentally deficient or somehow can't really absorb and retain information, and, or see, and, and, and has, and has always understands things in the simplest manner. So what you say to him, you don't read the Haggadah to him, the Rambam says. You say, little boy or child, We were all Avadim. And there's a Shivcha probably at the table. Because, you know, in the Rambam's time and and during that period, you had hired help that were considered like shivcha, right? And, you know, you might have even, they might have even been bought from exactly. other countries. Yeah, yeah. And they and you said, you say to your son, you know, Flossie, you know, uh, Calipernia, <laughs> you know, Mammy, you see that? You were like her. You know, Rufus, you're like him. You were like him. Can you imagine the uh, antebellum south, uh, the Sidorim right. there, right? That's right. As you said, right? Mitzrayim. Yeah. Now, my, my Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan Zweig, I think I've said this to you, Moshe, you've heard me say this before, that he says this was the source for um, illustrated Haggadot, <laughs> because you wanted to be able to point to something and say, Eved Zeh, this is what an Eved looked like. And today, we're not like that. We don't have to be like Flossie and Rufus and Mammy. Tell him everything that occurred. Tell them how it started. Tell them how they began. Tell them how it grew. Tell them the type of suffering we had. The specific suffering we had in Mitzrayim. Vinisim and explain how the miracles went down. Explain the logic behind them, perhaps. Explain how it occurred. What Moshe did. So what I'm saying is, is that it sounds like 
if the grandfather can't do this, and in a sense, he never went to school to learn about it, things might flip. And now what occurs is the, the, the father, in a sense, will become the teacher. Now, you're right. It can be done in a way that everybody has what to say. And you don't say grandpa is an Amoritz. But the, the son takes a, a, a greater halachic role as far as that goes. Now, um, which is, again, if, however, the difference between them is minimal, then obviously the father, the grandfather should, you know, even though the son has outpaced the grandfather. Now, as we mentioned last night, and Chocham Avadia says this specifically, the best candidate to talk to is this young child. And, 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 and that's who you really want, because that's the one who really can be uh, taught, and it's really a learning experience as opposed to a dialectic experience. Um, and, 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 and so they can turn to the grandchild, and that would be a great way to fulfill that. It's interesting that in halacha, um, <laughs> well, you know, before we get to the next part, I mentioned this last year, I gave a shir about it. Someone is by himself. Now, again, we talked about a Zoom Megillah a number of, uh, I think, two weeks ago. No, we talked about a Zoom Seder. I think it was last week. So I'm going to assume it's not a Zoom Seder. You don't have that option. Maybe it's not even a good option. You're all alone. What do you do? So, as you can see here, im hulavado tsarachu likro laatzmo es agoda. Afilu sheyodeya sipur yitzias mitzrayim. And that's probably not such a chiddush that you're sitting by yourself and saying the hagoda. What's interesting is the lashon of the shulchan aruch. Look at the lashon of the shulchan aruch on this point. It'll just say if you're all by yourself, you you say the Haggadah. Look at the Lashon of Shulchan Aruch. Im lo ben ishto shalto, v'im lav, hu atatzmo. So it sounds like from the Shulchan Aruch that you need to actually talk to yourself. You need to ask the questions. You need to you need to play a part. Shoel atzmo. Doesn't say say the Haggadah. You actually it doesn't say read the questions. Reading the questions is not asking yourself. Shoos Atzmo is you talk to yourself and say, okay, I'm going to split myself. You sort of imagine yourself as two people and say, okay, I'm asking. Now here's what's your answer. So you really need to sort of role play. And I think it's a very strong diuk. It isn't just read the Haggadah, even though the words Manishtana sound like a question is asked. You need to actually ask yourself, just like an like, like you find many times in plays that the character talks to the audience. Oh, what shall I do? What am I supposed to do? 
Okay, so here you're supposed to say, why are we doing this? What is the reason? Right? And you need to you need to sort of be to adopt that role. That's what it seems to be in the Shulchan Aruch. Now, again, is that what the Torah was talking about? No. They were talking about a Ben. But if there is no Ben, you need to, in a way, through your actions, create that, not just reading it. If you are alone, Nebuch, for the Seder this year. And that's what you have to try to, I think, generate. <laughs> you know, now, what about do you need to be raising your voice? I mean, it's all, it's only you by yourself. So the Marshal, the Chak Yaakov, others say, whenever the leader reads the Haggadah, he should say every word out loud that everyone can hear him. I know I have been at Storim. I remember in our family, when we all got a little bit older and nobody wanted to listen to everybody else, everybody just read to themselves. And then we stopped and then someone said, okay, let's read this one out loud now. That's not good. The person reading the Seder, the people that are listening, listen to him, he needs to, uh, he needs to raise his voice. And he should read everything in the Haggadah if possible. Now we know, we know that. The question is now, we talked about being by yourself. Now let's talk about a situation where you're with people. So many people, so little time. What do you do? What do you leave out? Chacham Avadya, uh, in his classic uh, Sefer, Chazon Avadyo, said, read everything in the Haggadah, and besides what's in the Haggadah, that you should read everything there, what you also need to do is It's ra'ui, he says, to add to what you read. You should add some midrashim. Find some good ones. Find some nicely written ones that are very graphic and interesting. And add them to your Haggadah. Now, Chacham said ra'ui. So Rav Harari, who wrote this Sefer, was going to basically copy the Psak of Chochem Avadya. But then he was speaking to, to he, before he wrote this Sefer, he had the input of three of, of two Gedolei Yisrael besides Chochem Avadya's own written words. The two Gedolei Yisrael were are Rabbi Vigdor Nevensal, as El Gazunzain, and Rav Mordechai Eliyu, Zecher Tzadok Mordechai Eliyu. And all again, obviously, Chacham Avadia was the main player. But I want to tell you what, what Rav, Rav, um, Rav Nevensal said. He said that you should write, that people should do whatever they can. It, it, it's, it's proper to add to the Haggadah these Midrashim that explain things, that explain why and what. 
in a way that people are interested in. And, and Rav Nebensal said something very, I, I think, radical for people of today's time. He said, you know what? You think it's so important to hear about Rabbi Eliezer and Yeshua and that Rabbi Eliezer and Azariah was Kaben Shivim Shana. And when you get to the Ten Makos, you just, you know, say Dom Tzvardea, but you don't explain what the Dom was. You don't explain how the Tzvardea worked or Kinim. You don't say what possibly was going on with the Orov or Borod, or what the purpose of, 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 of the Arba was. You don't really describe um, how difficult things were, other than what it says in the, in the Nusach of the Haggadah. What about, Rav Nebensel said, there's something that's not in the Haggadah. Yes, it talks about the Banim. It talks about how our, our children were in danger. But the Sagada doesn't describe what the Medrash describes. The slaughtering of, 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 of little children for their blood. The idea of the cruelty of taking children and using them as while they were alive as building material. To take living children and, and, and crush their bodies and use them as 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 the wall. That's something that Rav Nevinsal said is, is 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 a type of thing that 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 makes a difference to people when they when they hear that, they hear about what 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 the abject human cruelty was. He says if you don't do that, if you don't explain the mitzvot even more than what it says in the Haggadah. Then, although you read the Haggadah, the kids at the end of the day think, you know what, when it, oh, Pesach, I know what Pesach is. Pesach is the day we don't go to school. That's Pesach. <laughs> Pesach means it's a day you don't go to yeshiva. You don't go to, the, you don't go to Bet Sefer. You don't understand what, the, what, what we went through. And therefore, Rav Nebensal said that it is important to, to add to the Haggadah and to do your utmost. Now, that was what Nevinsal said, but unfortunately, we run out of time. So let's say you can't get the kids to sleep properly. Everybody knows, we all remember, I remember when my children were young, you read in the books, oh, try to get your kids to sleep. Try to get your kids to sleep. Maybe this year it's easier, I think, with uh, being Shabbos. I don't know. Maybe kids run around on Shabbos. It's hard for them to take naps. I don't know. I guess it depends how old they are. But let's say you can tell that they didn't take a nap. And you can tell that the kids are going to not make it through the 15 or 20 minutes it's going to take to read through the Haggadah. So what should you do? So, should you read the Haggadah at lightning speed? That's one Eitzah. And this way, they're part of the Matzah and the Mora. 
or this is Mordechai Eliyahu's Eitzah. It's a lost cause. You're not going to be able to fulfill this beautiful thing of explaining it to them. They're going to be sleeping. Okay, next year you'll know better. But you don't want to deny them, since they are already seven or eight, or however old they are, six or seven, they already, they're probably roy for the chinuch of matzah. And even eating the lettuce of mora. So therefore, feed them matzah and mora. Whether they drink grape juice or not, give them the grape juice to drink. And then, at least this way, you have some sort of chinuch in, 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 in the four kosos. You have some sort of chinuch in matzah and morar. Then they go to sleep. Then the adults sit there and say the Haggadah. And, okay, and they do it normally or at length. Now, let's say it's somewhere in the middle where the kids can make it. And it's not going to be a rush job, but it's not going to be what everybody hopes. It's going to be the 20, they can make it for 20 minutes. That's it. So then, do, then you should do a chick-chock job. Don't add anything, Rav Mordechai Eliyu says. Even though we talked about Rav Nevensal just a couple of minutes ago, about how important these rest of the story is, but Mordechai Liu says, if that's what's going to happen, at least you'll say everything in the Seder, everything in the, in, in, in the Haggadah, and everybody will wash and eat matzah together, and the children will have done it together with their adults, with the parents. And that, even though, again, then maybe after the meal, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about other things. But it's important, Rav Elio said, for the children to feel they that they were part of the Seder, of what was being read out of the Haggadah, and they all ate the matzah and mora together with their parents. So even though it meant that almost nothing else was said, except what was in written in the words of the Haggadah, that is the better thing to do. Even though it's, a, it's somewhat of a dry story, it doesn't have those elements that Rav Nevensal said were so important. So you see, Rav Eliyu, Rav Eliyu is somewhat in a different, has a different opinion here. Um, however, Rav Eliyu said that he had one caveat, and I'll show that to you. So where is it that that he said, just do the chick-chock job? At least this way they join everybody. So he says... That's only... He says that that's only if they're able to to eat the matzah and the moror in the proper zman. In other words, if they can actually in some way, but if all they can do is like take a little bite of the matzah and they can't really eat a kazayas of matzah in the seven minutes or whatever it is, um, if that's how weak they are, so there he says, um, it's better laharbos bahagoda lahasberlo yoser baharchova, because they're not being makayim matzah anyway, and and more is anyway the rabbanim, 
But if they're able to eat a kezayas, so at least in some way, the child can fulfill, in terms of chinuch, the mitzvah of matzah. So then it makes sense not to add to the Haggadah, because this way the child was technically part of two mitzvahs. It was part of Sipritzius Mitzrayim and part of Achivas Matzah. Whereas if he can't fulfill the mitzvah of matzah at all, so even though he's chewing on it when the adults are eating it, but he can't really fulfill the mitzvah, so then it might be better to actually spend more time. And even though he's asleep, by the time it's by the time you get to the achilas matzah, you've at least fulfilled the mitzvah of chinuch properly of, of sipritzias mitzrayim. Because the kid understands it. He didn't just run through the Haggadah at super speed. And this way there was some fulfillment. And also, as, 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 as Rev. Nevinsal points out, you have two against one. In other words, so if you rush through the Haggadah and the child gets... And, and, and what happens? So he doesn't, he's not Makayim the Matzah because it's not really Chinuch. And he wasn't in Makayim the Haggadah either because the kid really didn't understand anything. So it's therefore better in such a case to at least get the kid into it, explain him something that he understands. And even though by the time he gets to Matzah, he's asleep, you at least fulfilled the idea of Sipur Tzias Mitzrayim better. Anyway, I, I, I said that was... Um, Rav Elihu, I think that was again Rav Nevin. So I think Rav Elihu is 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 is, is a no nonsense person on this. I think he says, yeah, okay, say what's in the agada, that's it. And even if it means, you know, and he, I don't think he makes this difference about the Achilles Pras. But anyway, it is. But you see the way things are working. Um, Rav Harari adds something very interesting. We'll end with this point. Uh, the Ramah writes that that one should push himself to finish the seder, including Halel, before Chatzos. Now, we know about eating the matzah by Chatzos. Because that's the Machlokas, Rabbi Akiva, and Rosa ben Azariah. What is the time that Achilas matzah needs to be done by? matzah was connected to the Korban Pesach. When did the Korban Pesach need to be eaten by? Was it the Chatzos or to the morning? But Halel is a Chidush that the Ramah says that you need to be able to finish Halel as well. Now, you, those of you that went to Rabbi Taitz's um, Shabbos Haggadot Josh, remember Rabbi Taitz has spoken about this often that the Ramah understands that the Halel is part of the Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is part of the mitzvahs of eating matzah and the carbon. It's all a package deal. So when we talk about make sure you finish before Chatzais, according to the Ramah, that means even finishing the Halel before Chatzais. The Vilnagon has a little bit of a different explanation. He says that it has to do with the Dalit Kosos. Because the Dalit Kosos are, in a sense, part of 
uh, the mitzvah that, that the Chazal were misakin. So saying halal, because you're going to say the on the last cup, after you finish halal, you're going to drink a cup. It's not that Dawid Kosas in themselves need to be done before Chatzos. But since Chazal put the Dawid Kosas and the last Kosas part, I'm sorry, since the last Kosas is connected to Halel, so therefore you need to finish everything before Chatzos according to the Vilnagal and the Dawid Kosas, according to the way the Ramah is reading, uh, at least the Halel, maybe the, 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 but either way, based on that, it, the Ramah, it would seem that the Ashkenazim should even be quicker. It isn't enough that they they have to actually finish um, everything before Chatzos, and therefore, once again, the Eitzah would be, based on that, is to really be Makatzer in your Haggadah. So you'll be able to finish the, the Halel before Chatzos. Now, Rav Harari asked a good question on this. I want to read it to you. Rav Harari asked, why don't you just makatsar in the meal? He says, you're supposed to makatsar in the Haggadah? Why don't you just don't have such a big meal? Okay, have matz, I have moror. So, um, Rav Nevenso, I think was the one who answered Rav Harari, said, yeah, you're right, the meal should definitely not drag on. But, realize that there is a mitzvah of oneg yontif. Remember we talked about using all the beautiful dishes, that's about feeling the sense of Haseba. That's about feeling the sense of Oneg, the sense of, 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 of being like a Ben, a ben or Bas Melech. But it's, you need to have Oneg Yantif. So if all you're going to eat is Matzah and Moror and say, that's it, I'm full, there's no Oneg Yantif there. And, 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 and clearly, if Oneg Yantif to you means a certain type of, of, of flanken, or a certain type of roast, well, roast is another question, a certain type of, 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 of whatever it is, a certain type of meat dish, and that's to you what Oneg Yantif is, then you should have it. However, uh, Rav Nevensel said that, you know, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you don't have to eat, you don't have to eat every single dish that was prepared. Uh, also, Maybe be makatzer in singing. We talked before about what sort of zmiros you're supposed to say on Shabbos. Again, so there are ways to make the meal shorter. But that doesn't mean the meal should be completely eviscerated. But, enochinami, that is what, what Harari's question is an important one, and it's important to remember. Oh, let's get through. Come on. The kids are falling asleep. Let's go fast. We got to, okay. You're so worried about time. Why do you have to, you know, what is, what's going on here with the eating? Why, why does the eating have to take so long? So you need to actually have that balance in terms of how you're doing it. Um, it's always a judgment call. And sometimes you're not always able to, to pass correctly in terms of what to do vis-a-vis the children. 
in terms of balancing, you know, having a, uh, a very interesting experience and there was a lot of good talking and a lot of good understanding. Um, I think another thing which is, needs to be mentioned, I know that when I was a child, this was something that I felt, but I actually appreciated it. We many times had at our Seder people that were not learned and people that were from the community who didn't uh, know much or have much. And um, I think it was always important for us um, that those people should be involved. And many times, almost even to the exclusion, well, not the exclusion, but in a way of the children, because you know, to give them their say, especially if there's someone that's, that, that was, a, I remember we had a certain widow that would come to us for the Seder, and then she, then she got her leg amputated, and then we would, we would go and help her uh, with her wheelchair to bring her in. So it was important that the people that are sitting at the Seder, especially if they are these guests, uh, to feel that you took record of them, that you involved them. And you know, that's obviously a din daraisa of, of not shaming someone, of being mischassed with someone in the proper way. And even though that might cause a little bit of a lack of, of what you might want to say about Sipriyotzius Mitzrayim, I think that would be incumbent upon you to do that. That is, that is a, a, a clearly a, a, a din daraisa, and there might even have a leisa say in it, as well, in terms of being Mavayish a person or Ones So these are all different factors that you have to have in terms of managing a Seder that moves, that's Makayim Alpi Halacha, and you know, it doesn't necessarily shortchange things. I will tell you that, uh, and I've mentioned this in a number of Shiurim, that I do believe there's a way to figure out the core Haggadah, and in my mind, um, the drosha of of, of the machlekas of how many nisim were at Yamsuf uh, is something that was in, interpolated later into the Haggadah. Uh, it's not really about the night of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, although the Yamsuf is the, the end of the story. So my minag is to skip that uh, and then do it later during the, uh, during the meal, if possible. But as we are actually talking about the, the Haggadah, the Seder, about what occurred, I usually knock that part out. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 